0: Listener Production.
1: Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling.
0: Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 17th of June. Sydney is back on high alert after two new cases of COVID with contact tracers scrambling to try and find the source. Authorities announced late yesterday that a man aged in his 60s from Bondi in the city's east who works as a driver transporting international flight crews had tested positive, while late last night a household contact also returned a positive result. It's believed the man wasn't vaccinated. A number of exposure sites have been listed, including the popular Bondi Junction shopping centre, as well as venues in Vaucluse, North Ryde, Redfern and Zetland. Experts say the next 24 hours will be critical, while Queensland has already moved on restrictions, asking anyone who has visited the venues of concern to quarantine immediately. Meantime, New South Wales authorities are continuing to investigate the possible transmission of COVID in hotel quarantine in Sydney after a couple and another returned traveller tested positive. Here is New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian
2: this stage we still don't know if it happened on the plane, uh, transporting from the plane to the accommodation, at the accommodation or whether it was just a coincidence that had the same sequencing.
0: Meantime, in Victoria, more COVID restrictions are set to ease from midnight tonight. It comes after confirmation all of yesterday's five new COVID cases were linked to current outbreaks. It means gyms will reopen and masks won't be required outside, while the 25 kilometre limit will also be scrapped and travel is now allowed into regional Victoria. But if you're planning a trip to the ski fields, you will need to provide a negative COVID test first. Here is Victoria's Chief Health Officer, Brett Sutton.
2: It's essentially how it spread across Europe in in March of last year. It has been demonstrated in resorts Whistler, Aspen, other West Coast Canadian towns where significant clusters uh, have occurred.
0: In other news this morning, the country's lowest paid workers are getting a pay rise of 2.5%, taking their weekly pay packets to around $722. But ACTU Secretary Sally McManus says the increase does not keep up with other price hikes, including fuel and healthcare, and the federal government needs to change its policies.
1: We've got to see an end to wage suppression in our country. We really, really do.
0: Uh, And the way to do that is, you know, first of all, we've got to, if they gave their own workers, so that's public sector workers' pay increases, that also is a signal to everyone else. And we'll have more details on the wage increase later in business and finance. And in breaking news, the US and Russian presidents have met in Geneva for high-level bilateral talks. Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin met for nearly three hours with cybersecurity, nuclear arms deals and jailed Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny reportedly some of the key issues discussed. Mr Biden says the two countries share a unique responsibility to manage the relationship between two powerful and proud countries.
1: We should be able to cooperate where it's in our mutual interest and where we have differences. I want President Putin to understand why I say what I say and why I do what I do and how we'll respond to specific to specific kinds of actions that harm America's interest.
0: Let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And we begin in WA this morning and it appears there is a rift between the Premier and the Police Commissioner over a breach of public trust. They're at odds over police accessing data on the Safe WA app, which is used to check into businesses as part of COVID tracing. Our reporter Emma Griffiths explains from Perth. Tash, police accessed information collected through the app as part of two criminal investigations. But for months, we've been assured it was only being gathered to help with contact tracing in the event of a COVID outbreak. The Premier found out about it in April and went public this week, announcing new legislation to close a loophole and ensure the app's data is only used for contact tracing purposes. Mark McGowan confirming he's had to introduce the bill as police refused to stop using it. Police Commissioner Chris Dawson isn't sorry, saying his officers haven't done anything wrong.
2: That was quite clearly lawful and allowable and indeed was in what everyone signed up to.
0: The WA government is desperately hoping we don't lose confidence in the app and stop checking in. And to Victoria, in more than a week after most of the state was lashed with its wildest weather in a decade, thousands of residents are still without power. At the height of the storm, more than 230,000 homes and businesses were cut off and now there are warnings it may take weeks to restore power to the thousands affected. Our reporter James Lake has the details from Melbourne. Yeah, it got a lot worse for thousands of people living in and around the Dandenong Rangers Tash. after being told they won't have power for weeks. They've also been warned not to drink the tap water. Yarra Valley Water realised yesterday a main storage tank in the area had been damaged in the storms. People were told boiling the water wasn't really an option either, as it couldn't guarantee removing all contaminants. So, authorities are trucking in water supplies for impacted areas until further notice. And as for the power, public charging stations are being set up as well, so people can come to juice up their phones and laptops. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the au. Good morning, Peter. Now, as we reported earlier this morning, there's been an increase in the wage for Australia's lowest paid workers. What's the effect set to be?
1: Well, the $18.80 rise, taking the minimum wage of $772.60, was double over what employers wanted to pay and $8 less than what the union wanted. But the Reserve Bank will be happy because it wants wages to rise, but many CBD business owners will think it's another kick in the guts following lockdowns and the work from home trend that has taken turnovers down by 40%.
0: Some concerning developments in the US overnight, Peter, with the stocks dropping after the Federal Reserve raised its inflation expectations. We need to keep a close eye on this because if inflation increases, it will have an impact on interest rates.
1: That's right. And what happens in the US often impacts here. Right now, our reserve bank says interest rates won't rise until 2024. But overnight, the US central bank lost their own power. Implied rates could rise in 2023. It's still a long way off, but the stock market doesn't like surprises that can hurt share prices.
0: And Bitcoin, lots of talk about Bitcoin. It continues. Its prices recovered to around U.S. dollars after recent sell-offs. But regulators circling the cryptocurrency world.
1: That's right, Tash. A global central bank meeting found customers' demands have made banks' exposure to cryptocurrencies rise and warned that the growth of crypto assets could undermine banks' security and the financial system. It comes as US authorities recovered 63.7 of the 75 bitcoins paid to hackers involved in the colonial pipeline blackmail cyber attack.
0: Peter, thank you. Pleasure. (laughs) i <laughs> for Sport Now with Brett Thomas and Brett Az. We know Queensland can't get a win over New South Wales on the footy field but they could in the boxing ring last night.
2: Oh, you've got your blue scarf on again there, Taj, don't you? Justice Hooney last night dominating uh, Paul Gell the former Origin captain, of course. There was a lot of trash talking in the lead up to this. We don't normally take it too seriously but some of it got a little bit personal from Gell criticising uh, Justice's dad. Last night got his revenge. Uh, just body shots every single round really wore Paul Gell da- uh, down and here he is detailing some Some of the injuries he thinks he suffered early on in that fight.
1: I think he broke my rib in about the second round and I just couldn't get off. Like every time I moved, it's clicking and he's just too fast, you know.
2: On main event there, so Hooney's now off to the Olympics. So he retained the Australian heavyweight title and now he wants to win gold in Tokyo.
0: And uh, Broncos coach, this is really interesting, Brett. Uh, Kevin Walters is denying reports of a heated confrontation with a former Origin star.
2: Yeah, this came out uh, a couple of days ago. Corey Oates, who uh, just a couple of years ago was playing for Queensland in the Origin Arena, as you mentioned, been out of the side this year, started the pre-season training as a back rower. He's normally a winger. That didn't work out. Kevy sent him back to reserve grade. We've hardly seen him since. Here's Kevy's explanation uh, about that report of a heated confrontation. No, he hasn't challenged you, mate. He just come in and said his thoughts on how I thought he was going and what he needs to do to get back in the NRL. And You know, it's all about consistency. Uh, he's got a few other things to worry about tonight. The Broncos open round 15 against South Sydney. They welcome back Dane Gagai, Jai Arrow and Damien Cook.
0: And finally to the AFL, Brett, the bump will again be put under the spotlight at the AFL Tribunal tonight.
2: Yeah, comes up every year and of course due to the focus on a concussion and protecting the head, David McCabe will face the music tonight. The AFL pushing for a three-match ban for that bump that resulted in St Kilda's Hunter Clark suffering a broken jaw. Now he's uh, won the support of an unlikely rival in Giant star Toby Green.
1: It is unfortunate that it left St Kilda with a broken jaw but I mean, if you're going for the ball, you're going for the ball. There's not much you can do about it so I guess that'll be the argument.
2: And Emma McKeon last night just to wrap up the Aussie swim trials, beat Kate Campbell quickest time in the world this year, so our relay team for the 100 metre freestyle is looking red hot heading into Tokyo.
0: Swimmers are so good. Brett, thank you. Thanks, Tash. And the influence of Cristiano Ronaldo is well-known right around the world, but now a cheeky move by the superstar footballer at a news conference has cost a major drinks company billions of dollars. The 36-year-old is a fitness fanatic, and during a Portugal press conference ahead of his team's Euro 2020 opener against Hungary, Ronaldo took two bottles of Coca-Cola off the table in front of him and then grabbed a bottle of water holding it up in front of the journalist saying people should drink water coca-cola is an official sponsor of the tournament and the star's stunt saw 5.2 billion australian dollars wiped off its market value the company has issued a statement saying everyone is entitled to their drink preferences and everyone has different tastes and needs and that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also find the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you bright and early tomorrow.
1: Listener.